everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. It is March the 26th, 2022. It is a very, very special post-game show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Northwest Missouri State, the Bearcat men, are once again the national champions. And of course, to talk Northwest athletics, I got to have my guy. He is the sports editor of the Maryville Forum. Welcome, everybody, here to the show, Mr. John Dykstra. John, welcome. Appreciate you having me, Clifton. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. You've been a good friend of the show. Um, John, before we um talk about the um the natty, um let's let's run through the rest of the week here. We haven't really got a chance really to record and talk about the first couple of games here. Um just to give a quick recap real quick of um Northwest's road to today's national championship. Well, much like the season, it's been uh they were a little tighter games than uh, than we've seen through most of the season. Of course, Northwest came into the, the Elite Eight as the five seed, which they have never been before uh, because of their five losses during the season. Um, so they opened up with Bentley, uh, who's a team from the Northeast. And, uh, and Northwest was able to pull away late and, uh, and get that win. Uh, Trevor Hudgens had – a little off shooting night, but still finished with twenty some points in that game. And uh, and uh, after the game, Bentley's coach basically said they they don't see athletes the the level of Trevor Hudgens and Diego Bernard very often, or he, he said ever. Um, so so that was a a win to start the tournament. Technically an upset, uh, five seed over a four seed, but I think most people kind of saw that one coming. And then in the semifinal, uh, Black Hill State pulled pulled the upset of the tournament and uh, and knocked off number one seed Nova Southeastern, who was undefeated this year to that point. They're a pressing team. Black Hill State was plays a little similar to Northwest, uh, where they they're a very deliberate team, take good care of the ball, and uh, they were able to break that press and. Uh, and hand uh, Nova Southeastern their first loss in the uh, and advance to uh, to face Northwest. So that was a very good game on Thursday against Black Hill State. A very talented team, have an All-American and Joel Scott. Um, but again, uh, Northwest was able to to pull away. They loaded up, played as good a defense as anybody has on uh, on Trevor Hudgens all year. So. So Trevor wasn't really able to get going, but because they loaded up so much on Trevor, uh, a lot of wide open shots for a lot of the other guys. And uh, West Dreamer and and Luke Waters both had big games. Luke had 17 to lead the team. Um, so that was a nice uh, win for for Northwest against a really good Black Hill State team. I was really impressed with uh, with them this weekend and. Uh, and that set the table for the the national championship game. And I gotta um, I want to talk about real quick the uh, Black Hill State game. Um, one of the big stories heading into the game today was the health of um former Lafayette um star of uh, Diego Bernard. Um, he was hurt um in the game against Black Hill State. Ended up leaving the game and didn't end up returning. Um, what was um uh, what was the injury with Diego and um what was the um. What do you think was the synthesis of his health heading into today's championship? Well, Diego uh, 
got a steal, had a breakaway dunk. We've we've seen a lot of times. Um, Black Hill State kid went up to challenge the dunk um, and and hit him, and uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a dirty play or anything. He was trying to block the shot, but it was it did end up getting called a flagrant foul because he did. He did send him flying, and he kind of landed awkwardly on that leg, and that's he he injured that knee today. Um, in the post game press conference uh, today, uh, Diego said he couldn't walk yesterday. He said they had seven treatment sessions with him yesterday to try to get him to uh, to try to get him back, um, and he was able to play 13 minutes tonight. But as we get into the this game, um, they were. They were important 13 minutes. Uh, Northwest maybe doesn't win that game if it's not for those those 13 minutes that Diego was able to tough it out. But uh, Coach Max said after the game he was about 50% today, uh, Diego. And uh, like I said, uh, Diego said twice, actually, that he was unable to walk yesterday. He, uh, he didn't put any weight on that leg. So, uh Able to get out there with the brakes today and be limited, but um, anytime you could get players like Caliber, Diego Bernard, who is, I, I know he didn't make any of the All-American teams, but there's no doubt that he is one of the 15 best players in the country at the Division Two level. So uh, getting him out there was, was key, and uh, and yeah, he, uh, he got it out, which he's had to do before. Um, he, your listeners will remember his freshman year, um, the year they went undefeated and won the national title. Um, he got hurt in the first game of the Elite Eight that year, too. Similar thing, making an athletic play and uh, and was limited the rest of the way, but as a true freshman was able to gut it out and gave them some some big minutes in that in that series. So, uh, yeah, Diego's proven he's a, he's a tough kid for sure. Absolutely, and uh, I, I also think that Diego Bernard is a very, very – he's All-American, definitely one of the top 15 players in the country and an All-American defender at that. But, John, this is what we came here for. This is the big one here, the national championship, Northwest Missouri State, and I almost wanted to say Augustana, even though they ended up playing Augustana in the regional championship, but it's going to be Augusta who they're going to be playing, who they played today. And um, I want to go um, – Bring up your thoughts real quick on a on a tweet that on a quote that was um, tweeted by our friend John Walker from the Northwest Missouri, and you can follow him at by John Walker. Um, he said um, Augustana star center Tyshawn Crawford, seven foot one center Tyshawn Crawford said during warmups today. He said today's a good day not to die, but I'm sure as hell not gonna die to a team from Northwest Missouri. I don't know about dying, but a lot of basketball team a lot of great basketball teams have fallen to this northwest dynasty i just want to just get your thoughts real quick on that tweet i mean he's and trevor said it after the game that that he has respect for tyshawn he's he's a seven foot one center and he's he's terrific um yeah i i didn't hear that part of it but um but yeah he's at it's division two basketball um before this week, we didn't know that much about Augusta, and I'm guessing they didn't know too much about uh, about Northwest. So I can't blame them for uh, 
for being confident going into the game. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, they did obviously fall the Northwest, so uh, so he did not prove accurate with that statement. But um, yeah, I can't blame him for that. And I know he was he was talking back and forth during the game too a little bit and uh, and having some fun uh, talking to Trevor uh, and was actually very complimentary of Trevor during his trash talk. Trevor mentioned that afterwards, so. Um, there's, I'm sure there's no ill will there, but, um, just a little fuel to the fire. And he obviously hasn't been able to see too much Northwest because, uh, like I said, he was doing most of his trash talking to Trevor and Trevor's the one player I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't trash talk because I don't, he'll never say anything back to you. If you're going to trash talk, you might might do it to uh to Diego or or Wes or one of those guys you can maybe get a reaction from but uh yeah Trevor just kind of smiled when he was doing it when I was watching so uh yeah just uh, not too much there just uh he's a really good player and uh and he was he was confident going into the game as he should be they they rolled through the semifinals uh and uh, on Thursday against the team that was higher seeded than Northwest, so so he was confident and uh, and he had a six inch advantage over anybody for Northwest, so uh, he had good reason to be. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you and I both know, and our listeners know just how just how just how how great Northwest really is. <laughs> but I want to talk I want to talk a little bit more. We get into the beginning of this first half a little bit more on Tyshawn Crawford. Um, he made an impact very early in this game as um, Augusta was able to kind of um, take a little bit of control here in the uh, beginning of the first half. They led at one point 18 to 12, but then Northwest used an 11 to 2 run to go up 23 to 20. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about Trevor Hudgens as we go through this show. Um, Trev, just absolutely a tremendous first half, 22 first half points, including 12 of Northwest's. Last 14 points. Um, Bearcats will close out the uh, first half on a 27 to 10 run. In total, they would take a 39 to 28 lead into the locker room. John, um, I just want to get your thoughts on um, Tyshawn Crawford's um, impact in the first half, and then um, Northwest and mainly Trevor Hudgens um, just using that run to go up by 11 at the at the half. Yeah, they got started off to that eight to two lead. Uh, Crawford had six of those points early. Uh, Max said it after the game. Um, he said they had little to no chance of stopping Crawford, um, but the rest of the team shoots 43% from the three-point line. So he knew that if they let the ball get going, they they had, like you said, little to no chance of winning. So uh, they kind of let Crawford work one-on-one a little bit down there, and, and they obviously collapsed as it went. but. Um, that was really the impressive thing with at first West Dreamer before he got in foul trouble and then Daniel Abreu, who hasn't played in a while, um, is just battling with Crawford down there. And like I said, giving him 60 inches or six inches and about, uh, about 50 pounds, at least both of them dreamers giving up more like 90 pounds to him. So, uh, so yeah, them battling was was impressive, and uh, and it it kind of wore as the game went on, and they they got more and more used to it, and 
and used to some things that uh, that Crawford didn't like so much and would, didn't let him just power his way to the rim over and over uh, like he had in the semifinal game. Well, in the um, in the first half there, uh, Northwest shot 57.7%. We can ride that out to about 58% in the first half. Um, Augusta, um, you know, even though despite that early run that they had, shot only 36% from the field. Crawford had nine of his 15 points in the first half. Um, just um, just not not a great performance there for Augusta at the end of the first half. Northwest is able to go up. Um, in the second half, Bearcats would open up up to an 18-point lead. Um, Trev, um, Trev had to hit his fifth three of the game to go up 52 to 34. Um, here's where the game starts maybe to turn around a little bit. Um, Northwest would go on a little bit of a scoring drive. Now, I had to do some math here. Um, I was able to get the times off the uh, Bearcat Sports um, uh, release there, and um, I was able to act, calculate the time here. For that scoring drought, they went on almost a seven-minute scoring drought in the second half. There, um, John, what was um, what was Augusta doing uh, differently, especially on the defensive end, to especially fluster Northwest there in that second half? Well, um, honestly, after the game, Trevor said they he thought they kind of let up a little bit and uh, and weren't defending the same way that they they were to build that lead. But, um, I mean, I guess it's just a really good team. That Kirby, um, their power forward is a Murray State transfer, and we all, I think followers of college basketball know how good Murray State's been over the years. Um, and this year they were a seventh seed in the tournament. So, um, yeah, they're, they're just a really good team. Crawford and then uh, – uh, Miguel Arnold, who's uh, actually from Puerto Rico, um, he is just a knockdown shooter. And they, they came back um, and got back into the game, cut it to one at one point there on an Arnold three. Um, so it really wasn't anything Northwest was, was struggling with or they were even doing different. It was just kind of a little bit of a game of runs and two good teams going at each other. but. Um, Obviously, Northwest had Hudgens late, and uh, and that was kind of the difference. And he was their closer to uh, to finish that game off. Yeah, but as you just mentioned, there it was a one point game with two thirty six left in the game. But then Northwest would find a way to pull away. I thought maybe they used their. I think they probably used their championship experience there because you know we're going to talk about um, Trevor and Diego and their record in the NCAA tournament. That speaks. For itself, but the final score of this game: Northwest Missouri State 67, Augusta 58. It is the Bearcats' third straight national championship and fourth in the last five seasons. I would probably think if we didn't have the pandemic, they probably would have won it in 2020. Um, so uh, I just want to talk to you real quick before we get into some of the statistics here. Um, just um, your thoughts on just this incredible feat and just what this team has just been able to accomplish here the past several seasons. Well, you mentioned the pandemic and that they were uh, heavy favorites to win it that year as well. Um, but you go even a year past that um, before Justin Pitts' senior year, they were the number one ranked team in the country. And, and Pitts suffered an injury 
uh, broke his foot and uh, had to miss the NCAA tournament. Obviously, they lost in the NCAA tournament um, without Pitts. And with Trevor Hudgens redshirting that year, you only you kind of wonder what happens if uh, even if Pitts does get that injury. I think if Pitts stays healthy, they win it that year as well. But if Pitts if Pitts uh, goes down and and they pull Trevor's redshirt, do they does he lead them to one that year already? Because uh, that was a loaded team. But yeah, they they. Uh, it's an incredible run. It's unprecedented. Um, that no team has ever won three straight national titles at uh the division two level before and Northwest now has. So, um it's an unprecedented run for sure. Really good run. Um I will say you kinda you kinda closed the game there and, and talked about that finishing stretch. A huge part in that was Diego Bernard um coming off the bench. To, uh, he had played 10 minutes to that point, so not very much. And he played the last two and a half minutes of the game and had uh, didn't score, but well, he did score two points on free throws late, but had a huge assist to kind of turn momentum. He fed, he fed Luke Waters on a backdoor cut uh, after he drew the defense. So a really big moment from, from Diego, who we had already talked about what he had to go through. So... Uh, just just a really good finish for them, and like I said, an unprecedented run. They've they you could see it being six straight, honestly, at this point, if it wasn't for COVID and uh, and a uh, injury to Pitts there. So uh, it's it's been a remarkable run for the Bearcats. Absolutely, definitely. Congratulations. Uh, my hats off to head coach Ben McCollum and just that. That whole team, I remember meeting Coach Mack. Uh, we call him Coach Mack outside of, like, professional writing and podcasting and TV. We call him Coach Mack. And I met Coach Mack before all the success started. And um, when I got a chance to see him again, I said to him, I said, man, your team has come a long way since the last time I talked to you. And um, they really have. And um, just a tremendous run for Coach McCollum and um, – Northwest, just all the tremendous players over the years. Like when you mentioned um, Justin Pitts, um, Joey Wittes, um, Ryan Hawkins, um, Ryan Welty. Now you can add um, Trevor Hudgens and um, Diego Bernard to this list. I want to talk about Trevor Hudgens a little bit more. Um, Trev, during the game today, broke the all-time MIAA scoring record today. He surpassed uh, Bill Finelli from Central Missouri. Uh, Bill Finley, yes. Uh, thank you, John. He's the current Iowa State women's head coach, if uh, if you need some trivia for your listeners, Clifton. There you go. There you go. Iowa State, <laughs> definitely, Iowa State definitely one of the top um, women's basketball teams um, in the country and in the Big 12 there. But um, past his mark, um, that mark was held from 1977 to 81. Um, congratulations to Trevor Hudgens on that. Earlier in the season, he um, – he passed the all-time team scoring scoring record, and uh, today also he broke the Division II single-season three-point record with 168 threes. Um, just talk about. Um, I know we've talked about Trevor Hudgens, and um, I don't think really we uh, the, the the man needs any introductions. Just talk about just his um record-breaking day and just an incredible career he's had. Well, I I wrote a feature on him last night before, uh, or actually published this morning, 
um, going into this game about what he's accomplished. So you can add one more uh, national title and uh, and one more uh, Elite Eight Most Outstanding Player award to his uh, to his resume of accomplishments I listed there, but. I mean, he's never lost an NCAA tournament game, to put that in perspective. He is 17-0 and in his career in the NCAA tournament. Um, that's that's never happened, and only one other person has uh, done that in history, and it's his teammate, Diego Bernard. Um, so that's a, that's a pretty remarkable uh, accomplishment there to just never have an off day, things happen in the NCAA tournament. You can lose a game even if you're the better team, um, but they they just never have. So he's uh, he's quite a special player and uh, probably the best player in the history of Division II basketball. He's there have only been three players in history to win multiple National Player of the Year uh, awards in in multiple seasons, and he's one of them. And nobody's ever won three of them, so he's won as many as anybody ever has. So, um, just just a dominant player, um, really good kid too to build that program around. And it was already built before he got there, but he just continued to elevate it. Obviously, with three national championships, and uh, him and Diego coming in as freshmen, two freshman starting guards, your starting backcourt. Uh, that year, and uh, they went undefeated and won the national championship in their their first year, and they they've won national championships every year that's been given one since. So um, it's hard to do better than that. And uh, he he's now got two Final Four Most Outstanding or Elite Eight Most Outstanding Player awards. So he's done on the biggest stage. He won that award as a as a freshman, actually, and then last year, Ryan Hawkins won it, um, and he was on the all-tournament team as well, Trevor was, but won it again this this week without much surprise. He was just dominant today, but, um, yeah, can't say too much more about him. Fred's the best player to ever do it at the Division II level, so, uh, so yeah, that that's a pretty good resume, and it will be interesting to see what he does at the next level. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely going to be something worth following now, not only on the Cliff Notes podcast, but worth following there in the Maryville forum, because I'm almost betting money that you will have some coverage on that, whenever those developments come around. But um, I want to give some love to my guy, Diego Bernard. Um, shout out to Diego. Shout out to um, Chris and Rella and the family. Um, 17-0, um, Diego and um, Trav are in the NCAA tournament. Um, just incredible. Diego, a four-time all-MIAA defensive team player. Um, Northwest, um, 24 of the last 25 game, NCAA tournament games they've won. Um, Coach McCollum, 29-5 in the last in NCAA tournament game all time. Northwest was led in scoring today, as we mentioned, by Trevor Hudgens with 31 points and five assists. 22 of those points came. In the first half, Trev ended up being the closer there in that game. Luke Waters ended up um, scoring 12 points. Um, Mitch Mascari, um, 11 points in 29 minutes. As you mentioned, as we mentioned, we talked about the injury to Diego and how he was able, how he was limited um, with minutes. But I want to talk about some of these minutes that some of these other players put in. Um, Mitch Mascari put in 29 minutes. Um, 
Byron Alexander put in 25 minutes. Daniel Brayner put in 19. Uh, just talk about some of the role players and the way they've been able to step up. Not they may not have um some of them may not have done the greatest work in the stat column, but just talk about the minutes they were able to give in um, Diego being limited to. Well, Mitch might have hit the biggest shot of the game. Um, Mitch came in um, early in that one, and uh, when uh, Tyshawn Crawford was kind of talking to Trevor Hudgens a little bit, there was one on the shot clock. It was an inbound play, and uh, Mitch Mascari caught the ball, kind of fade into the corner, hit a three-pointer to get the Bearcats back within three at that point. And I, I don't know if with the talking that that Tyshawn was doing and all that, that uh, it really seemed to flip momentum at that point. He had another big one a few minutes later to give Northwest the lead, a lead that they they wouldn't surrender the rest of the game. So Mitch Mascari is really good in this game. Max talked about that before, how Mitch Mascari is a really good player. Um, It's just he plays behind. Trevor Hudgens and Diego Bernard, it's hard to get minutes uh, in that situation. So uh, he's, he stepped up when needed. And Daniel Brayer is a really fun story in this one. I thought he was their second best player today uh, because he stepped up. And uh, not only did he score those five points, he said, which included a big three in the second half, um, he guarded uh, Tyshawn Crawford, who he's given up a whole bunch of height to and a whole bunch of weight as well. And he just battled them down there, drew a couple offensive fouls, um, and just made made life as difficult as it could be on the big 7-1 uh, Crawford. So it's a, a Bray, you did a really good job. He has hardly played in this NCAA tournament. But uh, Coach Mack said after the game that, or that the other day, uh, they knew that Diego would be limited. So he, he uh, actually Zach Snyder brought Abreu to a uh, a gym here in town and just put him through a workout, put him through some conditioning, made him made him get a sweat on because uh, he knew he would have to be ready to go today to play some big minutes and he did and he played really well so uh credit to that kid who's who's kind of waited his turn too behind some really good players like luke waters and wes uh west dreamer and he's he's going to be a good one max said after the game that he thinks daniel brayu will be an all-conference player at some point and uh and that definitely seems seems like that could be in the future for him as as his role continues to expand as he gets older. And and we're going to talk about the future of this basketball team here um, here in just a few minutes. But um, Northwest uh, shot 46% from the field today, including 37% from three. They only committed seven turnovers today. When you commit seven turnovers, more than likely you got a really good shot of winning. Um, there was only one lead change in the game um, that, that we mentioned in the first half. Augusta was able to have that lead. There in the first half, whenever Northwest went on that run, they never extinguished the, the extend the lead. They never got, gave away the lead. Even when Augusta was able to go back and cut it to one, Northwest was just still able to hold on, which was impressive. Um, but we're gonna pitch to some sound from the um, postgame presser today, which you were kind enough to send. By the way, thank you for that, John. But we're no gonna problem. go. We're gonna go uh, pitch to some sound today. 
of several different players. You're going to hear from Coach McCollum. You're going to hear from Trevor Hudgens, Diego Bernard, Wes Dreamer, um, Isaiah Jackson, uh, Mitch Mascari, a whole bunch of players here. Um, as we hear from your 2002 Division II men's basketball national champions. All right. Well, we're waiting for uh, for Mitch. We'll go ahead and get started because we got a bunch of notes here, guys. First off, all tournament team. Um, Luke Walter uh, Waters from Northwest Missouri State. Joel Scott from Black Hills. Uh, Jaquise Kirby from Augusta. Tyshawn Crawford from Augusta. And this year's most outstanding player uh, from Northwest Missouri State, Trevor Hutchins. Um, fourth NCAA Division II Championship in program history, all coming since 2017 and within the last five tournaments. With that being said, the Bearcats are now 4-0 in the national championship game. Uh, first team to win three consecutive national championships in NCAA Division II history. This was their 17th straight D2 tournament game and win. Uh, it's their sixth national championship in the last eight tournaments, won by a team represented by the Central Region. Central Missouri back in 2014, Augustana in 16, and then obviously the run that Northwest is on. Uh, sixth national championship won by a school from the Mid-American Intercollegiate Athletics Association. Central Missouri won in 84 in 2014 to go along with Northwest titles. 11th consecutive victory of the season. Uh, they were last defeated back in February. 55-1 now in neutral site games. And for Trevor, uh, he scored 31. Second straight year that a Bearcat has scored 30 or more points in the title game. Ryan Hawkins scored 30 in last year's final. We'll get Mitch here in a second. We've got Coach uh, Ben McCollum. Here comes Mitch now. we got Trevor. Um, and we got the starting five. So what we're going to do is we are going to ask the champions and their head coach for an opening comment. Then we will play past the microphone. So all of our student athletes will be available for questions for a few minutes. Um, and then we'll go ahead and send them uh, to the locker room to continue the celebration. We'll keep Coach Mack here for a little while longer and ask him some questions. So coach got through it. Yeah. Um, first off, you know, I, it sounds cliche, but it's, it's really not. To get to the, the national title game, um, Augusta it, it obviously made an uh, in, incredible run. Um, you know, they were a tough physical team, played hard. Obviously, they could have folded when they were down 15 or 16, didn't, kept fighting. Um, so obviously, our hat's off to them. You know, I, it's, it's hard. It's one of those bittersweet moments. Um, you know, we, we had those. And everybody on our team is just incredibly special because they all stepped up and it's just different stories at different times. But, you know, obviously um, having, you know, we always talk about the two guards, but I'll just do it anyway. Um, you know, having those two together for, you know, four years is, is you know, it's, it's, I mean, and they're undefeated, you know, in, in postseason, you know, and, and I'm lucky enough to, to coach them. Um, and coach them hard, and uh, you know it's just—it's a special deal. Um, so it's like bittersweet because um, those two together, I, I won't get a coach again. Um, so anyway, um, but everybody else—I mean, you know, Mitch—you know—he he didn't play for shoot five, six, seven, eight games, 
And he comes into the national title game, and he plays, how many minutes did he play? 28 minutes. Unbelievable. Daniel didn't play the first two rounds. 19 minutes, he's plus 10. I mean, just, just that's what our kids do. I mean, they're just, they're just phenomenal kids. And, um, again, I'm just lucky to coach them. One other thing, though, um, uh, assistants kind of get overlooked. Um, my assistants have won three national titles at this point, um, you know, together as a staff. And they're, they're, um, you know, they're the reason that, that we're so good, obviously, the players as well. Thanks, Coach. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. Like I said, we'll uh, open it up for everybody that's up here on the dais. So, uh, John, go ahead and kick us off. Trevor, obviously, you, you told us yesterday it would mean the world to you to be able to go out on top. I mean, that's exactly what you're doing. What, what's going through your mind right now? How do you feel? Um, it hasn't really set in yet. Um, Loki just kind of tired. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just, just being honest, but, uh, you know, this game was a battle for 40 minutes. Um, I mean, we were tough, we're scrappy. Wes, Dan, Byron, Poof, everybody up here, we fought. Everybody fought today. And I mean, and we came out on top and we got to win. And I'm just happy, I'm proud of my guys. Um, happy to go out like this. Wes, you got the, the big matchup along with Daniel with the, with the seven-footer. Um, the first couple of possessions looked a little scary. What was the adjustment as, uh, as the game went on to handle and handle? Uh, just trying not to let him catch so easy uh, and, and so deep. Uh, we, we knew we weren't going to stop him completely, so we had to kind of take, take what he was going to give us. So fortunately, we got enough stops to come out on top. Chris. Trevor, for you, just, you know, Mitch, Daniel, those guys like Chris talked about, not getting a ton of minutes coming into this one, playing that big of a role. What does that say about those two guys and what they were able to do for you guys today? Um, yeah, they were, they were huge for us today. Um, I mean, that's just what the program does. We're, we're ready every single day for practice, ready every single day for games. Um, and we just, we just work hard and we play hard. And credit to them, they, they stepped up tremendously for us. Um, they were very big for us, made huge plays for us. Um, they were just great today. Go ahead, Michaela. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you know, uh, I want to let you settle. Yeah. I just let you yeah. settle. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we just had our struggles this year. You know what I mean? Like every, every other year it felt like we were just, you know, a train and everyone was just getting off the train tracks. We were just going and offense was flowing. Defense was great. Um, this year it was just kind of, it was just kind of shaky just a little bit. Um, but that's just this group, you know? I mean, we're just tough. We're we're scrappy, like like I said, um, and we have we have grit to us. And you know, coach says to the bitter end, and here the end is. Yeah. And <laughs> but now I'm it's bitter. sweet now. Now I'm it's bitter. sweet now. But but it's just it's just who we you know who we are. We're just we're just a different team. We're the we're the 21, 22 Bearcats, uh, and we fight. And and that's what this MO was this year. John, go ahead. Uh, Diego, uh, obviously not a good-sized brace on your leg there. Just 
Thanks to getting ready for this one and that mindset coming in, dealing with the injury and wanting to play, obviously. Uh, yeah, um, just just that fall, uh, kind of landed hard. Um, but credit to Doc Har and uh, Jake, uh, they do a tremendous job uh, just getting me ready. Because um, yesterday I, I couldn't couldn't even walk on it, and then today they they nursed me up. Um, it was ready to go, um, and then Mac had trusted me to put me out there, and I'm just glad that we got the win. Um, it's great. Um, just knowing that we have this tremendous fan base that we do. Um, we know that wherever we play, we're going to have fans. Wherever we play, it's going to be loud, um, and we're going to have support. And, you know, half the crowd's our family, which uh, speaks more, you know, measures on our, on our whole family and, and all that. Um, but it's just, it's just a blessing to have those fans in the crowd, you know, um, just cheering us on, supporting us. When we need to stop, they, they cheer real loud and uh, they give us some energy. And that energy is well needed. And, you know, special thanks to them for showing up today um, and cheering real loud for us. Um, you know, just just that chip on the shoulder mentality. Um, you know, just overlook just in the past. Um, and you know, um, you know, we're just we're just fighters. <laughs> that's that's just what we do. We're just fighters. That's that's all I got. Okay, we'll have John ask one more, and then I'm going to have one for everybody since we didn't bring him up here just to look good with the uh, trophy and all that. Go ahead, John. I mean, they do look good. Uh, they, they kind of you guys were kind of struggling on offense there early, and I think it was that inbound play where there was one second left on the shot clock, and you nailed that big three. Oh, yeah. What, what goes through your mind in that moment, and I guess in your eyes, how big was that to kind of get you guys going on offense? Uh, you know, Mac drew up a good play, and Initially, I came out, I wasn't open. So Trev kind of looked off a little bit, and then I came up and I sprinted back to the corner, and Trev found me. And it's just, I don't know, I kind of pride myself on my offense a lot. You know, I, I bet on defense, I, tr I try, I, I try. <laughs> but, you know, I, I pride myself on my offense, so it's definitely easy, and it makes it much easier for our offense to flow when I'm kind of hitting those shots. All right, we're going to keep it there with Mitch. Trevor's going to go last, uh, but Mitch, this is your first year being a part of this. What I want you guys to do is we'll go down the line. We'll start with Mitch. Just talk about the perspective of the first team ever to win three straight national champions in Division Two. We'll start with Mitch. It's it's crazy. You know, you kind of just go back to preseason day one. Bahamas. Bahamas, man. Coming back for those two weeks of practice, doing straight defense. In the middle but, of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> but you just gotta, you gotta go back to that. You know, you just gotta remember those days. Remember when it was hard. Remember how much you wanted this. And you just gotta trust that work that you put in. So it just, it makes it, it makes it feel really good getting here. We didn't go gym this summer. Wes, number two for you. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> It just shows how good, like, how good players Mac brings in, and how he gets us going. And all throughout the season, it's just been a struggle. I feel like this year, especially, we've had 
lot of ups and downs, and we just found a way. And I don't know, kind of hasn't sat in, sat in yet. Isaiah, you're the, you're the other freshman of the bunch. Talk about it. Um, coming in last year, I'm just getting that experience late in the season, uh, having Trevor DB and then Hawk last year as leaders just kind of guided me through, kind of helped a lot this year starting. And um, starting back in the Bahamas, I mean, the practices in July were just not getting done in March. Like, it's a long season. So I'm glad that we went all the way and uh, we're ready to get back to it. So. Man, I need a break. I'm ready to get back. Give me a couple weeks. I'll yeah, go. yeah. I'll give Blue, you about two Trevor's weeks. Trevor's got those old legs. Go fishing. Yeah, I've been grateful to be a part of the last three. And uh, obviously, this is the end result that we see year after year. But what you guys don't see is that everyday process that we're all so focused on. And so that's what makes this so feel so good is because we know the work that we put in every single day. And even days when people don't want to be there. We still show up. We still go 100%. And Mac, that speaks to Mac and the rest of the coaching staff. They, they push us and they force us to bring that effort every day. And if and if we don't, they're gonna let us know. Good answer, Pooch. Really good, Pooch. <laughs> wow, that was that's, 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 that's what I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, Diego, you get to follow you're that. You're gonna, gonna make it. So go ahead. I don't even know what to say now. Jeez, Luke. Just being a part of these three, this is. Credit to Max, what he does. Um, just having a partner like Trev, uh, just me and him, just going at it every day. Um, just I can't put it into words right now. Still in awe right now, but man, it's, it's just never gonna forget this. Um, making history and just just excited to get back to the hotel and celebrate. <laughs> Trevor, amen. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Did, did, did Luke pretty much say everything you were going to say, or do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, you know, they, they pretty much said everything I was going um, to say. Credit to so what? Thank these media guys. Yeah, for coming to all everything. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming to everything. Thanks, thanks for all the questions. But uh, just to reiterate, because Luke likes that word. Uh, yeah, um, just Mac bringing in the players. Um, and then the coaching staff coaching us every single day, even in the off season, us getting individual work. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Like Isaiah said, it's a long year, and uh, I mean we just we just push through and we just keep working. We keep working, and like Luke said, you, you see the result um, at the end of the day. And um, just proud of everybody. Um, thankful for Coach Mac in these past five years. Um, Thanks for the guys behind me um, to fight for me and fight with me um, past past couple years, and um, you know I'm just proud to be a Bearcat. With that being said, gentlemen, congratulations on an outstanding season, the 2021-22 national champion Northwest Missouri State Bearcats. Gentlemen, go to the locker room, celebrate it. Thank Coach you. Mack, we got to keep you here for a few more minutes. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you, guys. Nice. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Oh, I got a Yep. Okay, let's open it up for questions for uh, Coach McCollum. Mack, you usually try and put, stay pretty level-handed and stoic, but I mean, you kind of choked up talking about Trevor and DB. Can you really put into words what they've meant to you over the last four years? Yeah, you know, um, it's an interesting job that I have where, uh, you know, a lot of people go and maybe they're bankers, maybe they're insurance agents, maybe they're doctors, whatever it may be. <clears throat> and they may interact with people they like and dislike and whatnot. 
Um, I get to go and interact with some of the best human beings alive, you know, and, and I get to do it every day. And that's my job. I get paid for that. Um, and obviously those two in particular have been uh, phenomenal for this program, just everything they've done, um, the loyalty they maintained, um, you know, their toughness and their, their will to make sure that we won today. Um, obviously Diego was, you know, half speed essentially, but, you know, we needed him in at the end of the game. And, uh, um, yeah, it was, uh, it's just a, you know, it's a fun job for me to do. Um, I'm exhausted, I'm not gonna lie. You know, sometimes when you win, this is the good thing about winning this one is I don't have another scout. <laughs> so I can sleep. John, go fishing. Uh, Coach, uh, you've been around Division Two basketball for a long time, obviously. To do something that's never been done in the history of Division Two basketball with the three straight, what, can you put that into words, what that means to you? Yeah, it's absurd. I mean, it really is. I mean, you don't, no one, like, until you win one, you don't understand, like, there's so much, like, things that can go wrong. I mean, it's just, and, and, and we were good enough and tough enough that we didn't allow anything to go wrong for three straight seasons. And, you know, they, what are they, eight, 18 and 0 in postseason? Is that right? Oh, because they had the one extra 17. game, yeah. Um, which is just ridiculous. I mean, it's it's absurd. It's it's. I would be shocked if it ever happens again. Uh, yeah, coach, could you talk a little bit more about you know this game and uh, going into the game, your game plan against uh, the seven foot one Crawford? When you you know you don't have too much size in the team. Yeah, I mean they shoot forty three percent from three. Um, we had little to no chance to start stop Crawford, okay? But we definitely had little to no chance to try to stop Crawford and try to stop everybody else. And so you have to pick your poison a little bit. Who are you gonna let beat you? And, um, you know, you, you just kind of pick and choose on their team, you know, who are you gonna let beat them? And, and um, we did that and fortunately it worked. Coach, talk about people this week around you. No one's harder on you than yourself when you prepare yeah, no, it, it does pay off. You know, I, I think it's just seeing the kids and seeing some of my former players there today is, is really where it pays off, not necessarily the championship. That's awesome. And, you know, it's nice to go out with a win. But seeing my former players there today and, and, and understanding that they're, you know, great humans, great citizens, hopefully soon to be, um, you know, great husbands, fathers, et cetera. Um, that's where I take a lot of pride. The, the hard part about being a basketball coach, especially one that, that grinds like I, I do, is you feel a, a lot of guilt because you put a lot of time into your team and you don't put as much time into your family as, as you can possibly put. And so that's the hardest part about all of it. Um, it's just, you know, the sacrifices that your family has to make. Um, no one realizes, you know, I'm gone for a week. I don't see my kids or my wife for a week. Um, because there was COVID this year, we had three games on the road. I'm gone for another week during the season. You know, and I'm gone for four or five days at a time. And um, it takes a toll and then the guilt sets in and you're just like, well, keep fighting, keep winning. But um, to answer your question, that's not why I do it, to, to, to win championships. It's just not. Um, ultimately, that's your goal. But um, 
you know, you teach life through basketball and trying to achieve a goal. Yeah. Uh, Coach, we talked about yesterday how you described that national championship as the most difficult one yet. Now that you have this one, what are some words would you describe how winning this one is? Uh, the most difficult one yet. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, it, oh, I mean, I'm just, like completely exhausted. Um, it, it was just one of those that like some days I had to come in and really motivate him. I had to be, you know, like last year I was a lot more calm on the sidelines. This year they needed more juice. They needed fire. Um, they needed that from me. And that's hard because <laughs> it's like, okay, they need me to just be just fiery and into it and excited and, um, you know, and, and sometimes emotional because that's what they, this group demanded. Last year's group didn't demand that, they demanded calm. Um, and so it takes a toll though, it, it does. It wears you out completely, um, but you know, the kids are worth it. Um, you know, seeing them successful again once they leave our institution is worth it. To follow up on that, what was your biggest takeaway from You know, I think you have to be, what I always say is be the change you want to see in others. So if you want your team to play with fire, then you have to. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I still need to fix as a coach, you know, even in game where I'm just like, uh, just borderline an idiot. Um, and uh, not borderline, am. Um, and, and, you know, it's part of my competitive nature. And, um, you know, I need to make sure that I maintain a little bit more level of calm. But, um, uh, other than that, just making sure that you stick with the process consistently. And with this group, we had to simplify things. We literally couldn't run a play. Like, we couldn't run anything. It was just our motion fist, and that's it. Um, and so we just, that's what this group demanded, and, and we did it. So um, I learn a lot every day. I, I, and I make 10,000 mistakes every day, but um, hopefully I'm getting better. John, and then I'll let you ask the final question, Mr. Walker. Macro, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> The uh, uh, Daniel hasn't played in a, a lot of the tournaments so far, and then foul trouble the West. You put, you put him in against a kid; he's giving up a foot too. What's what's that say about Daniel and uh, level of preparation he had to come in and battle? And he and that's when momentum kind of swung a little bit was when he got in that game. Yeah, he was great. Um, <clears throat> well, um, we weren't sure on Diego, and you know Diego was you saw him; he's pretty much half speed. Um, but his competitiveness, you know, got him out there. So we knew that we were going to have to have um, somebody ready, and Dan was the one. So we actually got him to a gym either last night. One of my assistants took him to a gym either last night or the night before, or both, and and was like, "We got to get a workout, dude. You got to. We got to be ready to go." And yeah, let's do it. And um, you know, just never pouted. Like doesn't pout. Just and that's why he's ready for the moment. Like he could pout. He's a really good player. Like he's a. I think he's eventually going to be an all-conference kid, um, and, and he doesn't play much, right? And and then to come into this game and play like he he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, I remember we subbed, and um, my assistant does the substitution, so he probably hates me right now, but I still love him. Um, and and they went on a run, and we took Dan and Byron out. And I'm like, we shouldn't sub, we shouldn't sub, and put him back in, and went back on a run in our favor. So um, he was great. Mac, you guys, you, kind of everybody in the program has talked about how difficult this season is and the trials and tribulations you guys 
much sweeter does, does that kind of make being out, being able to come out of this game this year? Yeah, you know, um, I've said it before, and it sounds very simple, but um, I can be hard to play for, um, especially this year, uh, because I knew that they needed that. But when you're on them and it de demanding the effort, demanding, um, it gets a little bit old. And you can go the other direction because you lose a couple games, or you can listen, trust, and do what you're told. And they did the second part of that. They, they listened, they trusted, and they just kept going. And um, it says a lot about, again, the kids that we recruit, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just, you know, if you see our practices versus the year before where it's just, you know, it's like right away I have to be like, you gotta go, like we gotta go, guys. And, um, and it's the whole practice. And so it, it, it's hard, and I'm so glad that they were rewarded and, and see that like, hey, if I do this, if I give this elite effort, if he's on me a little bit to make sure that I'm giving it, this is the result. And so when they go into the business world or they go into their families or they go into whatever community, they understand that if, if you do this process, a lot of times you'll get pretty good results. Um, and you know, it's, it's good, it's a good lesson and, and uh, hopefully they learn from this year. Coach, thank you so much for the time all this week. What an unbelievable season, unbelievable group. Your national champions in Division Two once again, the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats. And, and yeah, honestly, thanks for the, you know, I, and we say it probably tongue in cheek or you know, cliche, but I think from a media perspective, um, all of you guys um, do an unbelievable job of following us, of making it fun. When you post stuff, when you write articles, you make the impression that Bearcat basketball, which I think it is fun, but you make it seem as though it's the greatest thing on the face of the planet. And, and although I don't read a lot of stuff simply because I don't want to build my ego up, I do read some and I see some of the stuff and I do, we do, all my players, all my families really, really appreciate what you guys do. And even traveling out here and staying out here this week, um, we appreciate you. So. Post-game sound from your 2002 NCAA Division II Men's Basketball National Champions, Northwest Missouri State. Four out of the last five national championships and three straight there for the Bearcats. But before we close the, um, the chapter on Northwest Men's Basketball for the season, I want to talk about the future of the team. I know a lot of chatter has been around um, Trevor Hudgens and um, – well, this is more than likely his last game with the program. I mean, there's some, still some uncertainty with Diego Bernard, whether he's going to come back. He's still got an option for another year. And there's just a lot of young talent other than Trev and Diego. There's some young talent. We talked about some of the names a little bit. When you talk about the uh, the Mitch Mascaris, the, um, the Daniel Abreu's, the um, Isaiah Jacksons, there's still a lot of young young faces and big time faces on this program. Just talk about where you feel like right now this program is headed after um, really more than likely the close of the Trevor Hudgens era here at Northwest. Well, it's not more than likely. It is the close. Uh, yeah, Trevor's not coming back. But um, they and Diego told me after the game, it's he's, he's going to take some time, do some workouts with Matt. 
try to try and figure out what he's doing. So that decision doesn't sound like it's coming anytime soon. Um, but you're right. There's a lot of young talent on his team. Everybody else that plays is an underclassman, basically. Wes Dreamer and Luke Waters are technically sophomores. Um, Isaiah Jackson, Byron Alexander, even though they played last year because of COVID, they were technically freshmen this year. Um, same thing for Abreu. It's it's that whole that whole group is underclassmen and returning. Um, so they're all going to have as kind of the sequence. And if you use that fifth year of eligibility, they're going to have to decide what they're going to do with that. But it is a uh, but it's a young team, um, oddly enough, even despite winning three straight national titles. So, um, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be interesting. It's that backcourt is the question. Um, you you figure Isaiah Jackson figures heavily into that after starting this year. Mitch Mascari probably as well because they're gonna need shooting. Um, since Isaiah to this point is not. A shooter, Mac has uh, done some incredible things with developing shooters because um, the Bearcat followers will remember that Diego Bernard was not a shooter his freshman year either, and uh, and became a forty percent three point shooter. So uh, he's Mac can develop that a little bit, and I would guess Isaiah Shot will continue to grow. Um, but him, those guys, obviously, Byron Alexander um, dealt with injuries this year, but he was the regional uh, tournament player of the year last year. So Byron Alexander has shown he can do it at the, the highest level, which last year the regional was a heck of a lot harder than the Elite Eight. So uh, it was a much more competitive tournament. So uh, it'll be going into next year. They have a lot back. Um They'll bring in some guys as well, I'm sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they bring in another guard just because they – looking at the depth chart, they have a lot more forwards and guards, So, especially if Diego doesn't return. So that'll be interesting to see. If Diego does return, that defensive backcourt of him and Isaiah Jackson is, is just unfair. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see next year if – um, if they can uh, go back and try to get another one of these, which which seems unlikely, but um, we kind of forget that three years ago when Justin Pitts and, and all those guys graduated, they only returned one starter that year, and they had an all-freshman backcourt, and all they did was go undefeated and win the national title. So um, I'm not counting it out, uh, assuming uh, Coach McCollum's back, but Anything, anything could happen with this group, and uh, and certainly I know the rivals in the MIAA know that at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it has been a pleasure to talk to watch this team. It has been a pleasure to talk Northwest Missouri State basketball with you. Uh, we are going to run down a few scores here real quick from the day that we had today in high school baseball. Lafayette uh, coming off their state final four finish. Last season was able to get their first win of the season at eight to three victory over Bishop LeBlanc. Irish are now one and two on the season. Bishop LeBlanc falls to zero and three now on the baseball season. Central loses their first two um, games of the season in a doubleheader today at Savannah as they as they lose to Savannah in game one, 
12 to 3, and then Savannah beat Central in game two, 9 to 5. A doubleheader sweep there for the Savannah Savages. Central is now 3 and 2 on the season. In girls' soccer, the recap of the City Round Robin, the final leg of that ended today as Bishop LeBlanc sweeps the City Round Robin with a 3 and 0 record. They defeat Lafayette today 4 0. And then Central was able to go 3 and 1 on the season. They defeat Benton today three, by the score of 3 to 1. Benton also falls to 1 and 2 on the season. Those are your spring sports scores from today. Um, John, it has just been an absolute pleasure, you know, getting to know you over the past couple of years. I feel like, you know, you've been one of my good friends here along in this journey. Um, just, um, it's been a pleasure to talk with you in the past several seasons. I hope our relationship continues for a very, very long time. Um, well, I want to talk about the forum um, real quick here next week. I know there's going to be a lot going on in the forum. Um, there was a lot going on this week with um, your all Nottaway County Awards that you had in the paper this week. Um, next week, I'm sure it's going to be filled with national championship coverage. Um, just talk about what's um, what's what's in the Maryville Forum. Talk about last week and talk about what's in store for the forum this week. Yeah, we're wrapping up uh, winter sports here, kind of going over that that hold over time like you were just announcing baseball and soccer scores. We uh we've had some of those and uh and Anthony Crane and uh and Cody Thorne have filled in while I've been in Evansville and covered some of that for us. So uh we've got a little bit of everything going in. Next week's gonna be dominated by the uh by the national championship obviously as it always is when when they win things like that. And we've been fortunate enough that the last three weeks here, we've had two championships editions of the paper with Platte Valley winning, uh, winning their state championship a couple weeks ago. So uh, it's a good time to be a sports fan in Nottoway County right now. So uh, it'll, it'll be fun and it'll continue this, uh, this spring. Excited to, to get seeing some, Maryville girls soccer is high quality this year. Track is always really good in the area, especially with the Spruce Hounds and uh, and some really great baseball teams led by uh, Platte Valley has a great baseball team this year, and so does Northeast Nottaway. So uh, just a lot of lot of fun stuff to watch, and we'll try to get out to it all uh, coming up here. Yep, absolutely. I um no no rest for the weary there for Mr. John Dykstra. Um. John, again, thank you so much for all you all for pretty much being like the postman delivering on time here with this Northwest coverage that you've been able to provide me, whether it's uh, coming on the post show or whether it's uh, providing sound from all these playoff games. Um, thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you so much for your contributions to my life, to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much, dude. I appreciate you so much. Um, Try to get you a little bit of rest as much as you can. I know you've been busy the last couple of seasons, and um, we're looking forward to talking to you down down the road. No, uh, you're much appreciated, Clifton. You you work as hard as any of us out here. So uh, I know the end of that sound that uh, Mac had had a had a thank you to the media and all of that, and uh, I know you're included in that because you did a lot of Northwest work this uh, this year. So. Uh, you you better get rested up too, but I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, and I want to thank Coach McCollum and um, Northwest and Colin McDonough McDonough for allowing me to cover 
Northwest basketball. I am absolutely, it's been an absolute honor and it has been an absolute privilege. Um, I'm very humbled and grateful to be able to cover um, not only a nationally ranked basketball team, but a national championship basketball team. Thank you so much to the athletic department there at Northwest. And I want to thank all of you also for listening. Thank John Dykstra for coming on the show. Um, I want to thank every single one of you for your listenership and your support. Thank you to all of you who placed orders for t-shirts this week. Thank you all so much. We're up to almost 60 shirt orders. Thank you all so much. I am very honored that my podcast, um, that people care so much about it, that people would order almost 60 shirts. Appreciate you all. Until the next time we come on, take care, everybody.